This is a tripod broadcast. Well, let's start recording, so... We just did. Okay, cool. I think this is a key show to listen to because it's... It's it's, uh, it's all about emotional masturbation. <laughs> Journalistic integrity. It encapsulates everything that we're about. And I'm sorry. Now, <laughs> give that some thought. Yeah. With Addison... I can't be mad at you. You got a haircut. And Matt. I would recommend that you, you stop listening right now. <laughs> we have gone there. We that, uh, have done that. That really hits the spot, that orange juice. Uh... <clears throat> Welcome to Give That Some Thought, Tripod Broadcasting flagship show in the last bastion of sanity in a twisted world. The weather is cool, the beer is cold, and the THC settles just right on a mind controlled by MK Ultra. Joining me is my camptastic co-host, Matt Hume. Matt, how are you? Hello, everybody out there on Audio Land. <laughs> Speaking of MK Ultra, so <laughs> the, I'm, at, I'm at the grocery Mr. store. Mr. 30s radio voice guy. What, what can I'm, we do uh, for you? I'm at the grocery store uh-huh. today, the, earlier today. The, the grocer, I believe uh-huh. it is. I'm picking up some... Uh, there's the groceries, right? And uh, at I'm, I'm at the checkout, right? It's like 9:30 at night. Okay. Um, it's when I typically do my shopping. Usually normal it's from the hours of midnight. Morning. Checkout girl. I've seen her there before. Yeah. Um, and the dude doing the checkout, uh, bagging and stuff like that. Right. right. At, at, at he's uh, kind of a weird nerdy kid. Right. They're both like maybe 20, 21, 22, something like that. A little esoteric. Uh, and uh, there's a Britney Spears song. On, on uh, playing over the inter- intercom. A, I'm surprised you know that, or knew that. Well, it's it's the, her song "Lucky," okay, okay, which is one of her later, lesser known songs, right? Not but it's familiar, it's but it's okay. about MKL's or mind control, really? Yeah, and so oh, so you only know it from our conspiracy, okay? Or four anyway, chain. So I'm <laughs> uh, the girl scanning my my stuff, and yeah, the the kid pops up. He's Pipes up. He's like, uh, this song's about MK Ultra mind control. Oh, I looked oh. at him. I looked at him. I'm like, you are fucking correct, sir. Yes, it is. <laughs> and so the girl, the girl, <laughs> you said, oh, woke as fuck. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the girl's like, uh, that's the girl's like, what do you mean? What's that? What, yeah, what's, what's that? And so that's great. He he mentioned something else, and she still doesn't understand or, or get the reference. And I'm like, uh, she's not even close to the rabbit hole, is she? <laughs> anyway. That's funny. So she's like, "No, I, I want to know." So we, I was telling her a little bit about it, and uh, and I'm like, "You watch a show, Stranger Things?" She's like, "Oh, I love that show." I'm like, "You know, all that stuff's real, right? That really happened. It's based on real events." She's like, "What?" God. And so I was just telling her, you know. Yeah. Anyway, doing my job, doing doing my part to spread awareness of conspiracies. Look at you, man. You know, that's great. When I'm out out and about in the world, that's fantastic. Uh, staying woke. Waking others. That's right. Stay you know how I do. Waking others. That's right. You know how I do. Well, that's that's why we bring this show to, uh, to uh, thousands and thousands of listeners mm-hmm. on a weekly basis. Yep. Apologies also for last week. Uh, it took the week off. Well, uh, it was vacation time, so. It was vacation time. Actually, I was going to give you the platform to discuss that. Matt, uh, what what did you do for vacation? Addison, I, I, you don't I, take a lot of vacations. I don't either. Last time I took a vacation was a year ago. <laughs> for Around the same, the same time, for the same same purpose, I took a vacation this year. Right, uh, I took six days off off of work, just a mere six days. A mere six days, you know, that's right. Um, yeah, you're less than average vacation time. Right, because uh, I don't get to paid vacations because you know wage slave life. That's what we'd be doing. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, I took six days off work for the annual camping family trip or family camping trip. The fa- okay, right. uh, the fourth annual Holland family camping trip. The Hume family. Yeah. Uh, which oh by the way Vacation. pause pause okay just for a second okay okay we're pa- okay just Matt's 
leaving the room now. Uh, what? Uh, not sure what he's doing or uh, where he's gone. I'm going to take another hit off this delicious orange juice that he has offered. Whoa! That's incredible. I'm posting a picture of that everywhere that we post pictures. That's... <laughs> We had uh, we had shirts made there you go. for this year for our camping trip. That's great. It's uh yeah we had uh, three or four different colors. Home family camping trip 20, 2016. That's awesome. A couple of trees on there. Yeah, it's very clear what it's indicating. So we went to Washington trees. State Park. Uh, rented a couple cabins. Yeah. Uh, me and the whole whole family. Fourteen and this of us is extended, all together. This is all your brothers and sisters. My mom, all my brothers and sisters, respective and wives and children. Well, there's and... only well, there's only one. In law so far, okay. My brother-in-law, Rich, okay. Um, but yeah, uh, the nieces and nephews, my brother-in-law, all the kids, my mom, and uh, my brother's girlfriend. Yeah, yeah, that that seemed interesting. Yeah, I mean, yeah, my mom would never allow a significant other to on the family camping trip. Well, to come on anything, yeah, or to be around ever. Yeah. Matter of fact, matter of fact, this is a true story, and I'll tell it because my mom doesn't listen. So you know who my first girlfriend was. Yeah, uh, I knew of her. Uh, grew up a little bit with her, I guess you could kind of say. Um, but you, uh, yeah, she. So this this harkens back. I mean, this is over a decade ago now. Which, by the way, so I think I told you this. My wife texted me the other day. Actually, I think it was last time I was here because I came over and hung out last week. We didn't do a show, but yeah. we hung out. So we we really did take a vacation. Yeah, um, we need, but you know. Good buddy time. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was. We watched TV for like six hours straight. Yeah, ordered a pizza. Yeah, um, but no. While we were sitting there, my wife was texting me because she was getting ready to go to bed, and we were just going back and forth. And she texted me. I think I told you this, but she texted me, and she's like, "So in like a couple of weeks, because we met, we met probably in like November. We're not sure the exact timeline because uh, my buddy had seen her, and then and then and then he tried to kind of reconnect with her and like." trying to start dating her and then I uh met her and all that stuff. But she told me she's like she's like, You realize that uh like in a couple of weeks it'll it'll it's like that is basically our eight year anniversary of having met one another. Eight years, Matt, she's been in my life. That's 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 insane. That's a that's a long ass time. Um but anyways, no, so my first girlfriend, my mom, at the time we were very it's <clears throat> the best way to put this. It was very unofficial, um, but it, but she was my girlfriend and stuff. But we we would essentially, sort of the card carrying thing was when I got off of work and she got off of work, we would try and see one another, and and like make out for about an hour. That's kind of what we did. And uh, I found out my like my mom slipped up at one point later on when she was she was talking to me about something else, but she slipped up and indicated that uh, she knew where I worked and I was living out of the house at the time, mm-hmm. I believe. And I, yeah, yeah, I was I was on my own, and she would um, she would stalk me and like watch me hanging out in the parking lot with my girlfriend. Really? Just because I guess I I mean she never stopped me. I don't know. Yeah, she was like it was following very... you like in a car, in her car and like following you around. No, well she knew where I worked. Uh huh. <clears throat> and I and it was a couple miles from the ha- from where she lived. Um. And I guess she would just like come over, like when she knew that I was getting off of work, and knew that like she would be meeting me there. Yeah, it was very, it it, it kind of it was very unsettling when I found that out, and mm. I was like, I was like, that's that's a little creepy. 
So, yeah, good times. Your mom needed to have more babies. No, my mom. She did. That would keep well, her, keep her busy, so she doesn't be meddling. Babies at home. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you keep know, her meddling in the older kids' uh, affairs. Yeah. I don't my, know. Man. My mom. I, she would never do that. Number one. Yeah. Uh, n- number two. Well, she you you weren't the have... typical homeschool like that's super hardcore. No, we weren't. Let's put the leash we on the kids. Um, and then it even loosened up even even later now. But but like I can't. That's unfathomable to me. Yeah. To uh, see for me that was perfectly. I I know my like mom... I found out and I was like, boy, that's really weird. Yeah. But it makes total sense. I know my with, with how you handle things. Yeah. <laughs> I know my mom would never do that because she doesn't have the time to do that. Yeah. You know. Well, my she, mom didn't need She's either. not working. She's, you know, doing. <laughs> she just made the time, I'm sure. I, yeah, I guess you make time for the things that are important. That's you know? right. You make time for the folks that uh, mean something to you. Yeah. Uh, or at least the folks you want to control. <laughs> and make make and manipulate them into make sure that they mean yeah. something to you and you mean something to them. Yeah. Sure. Gr- grow them into your own image. Ugh. I don't know, man. And, and even <laughs> even as I'm kind of, as my kids are getting a little older, like, I'm I'm mm-hmm. starting to think about and look down the road of, like, I don't know how much involvement do you want? Like, like, what am I gonna? Am I gonna tell? Am I gonna tell my kid that? Like, you know, I, I guess, sort of in an existential way, there's some, there's certain things that I feel like as a father, I'm responsible for, in order to kind of give them, hey, this is how it is, mm-hmm. right? Um, and then there's some other things that maybe I've come to conclusions on th- that. It's not my job to necessarily give those conclusions to them. Yeah. Like like you need to come to your own understanding or your own um decision mm-hmm. maybe of how you fall maybe on certain issues or whatever it is. I think it's I think it's kind of been in my mind a little bit cuz of this election, this whole election thing. Yeah. Uh cuz man, this is it's I mean, I'm I said to a friend at work today cuz he saw me on my phone um and and I was kind of hammering something away, and I was I was responding to something on Facebook while I was at work, you know, about the election. And and I I just kind of said to my buddy offhandedly, I was like, I was like, man, I gotta I gotta just I gotta let this go because I'm gonna lose every friend I got, and and I just need to realize that they are going to believe what they want to believe, support who they want to support, mm-hmm. and. Uh, and there's nothing I can do about it. The programming is too deep. You realize that, right? The programming is too deep. And for those I'm, of us I'm who kicking against the goads, kind of thing. Those who us, who, those of us who have uh, deleted or or bucked the programming, the programming yeah. by which I mean our culture, uh, television, society, the way we music, do things, yeah, drugs, okay. Um, the chemicals and the images and the sounds that they use to program us. Yeah. The programming is deep, and very few people are deprogrammed or have broken the programming. Or even attempted. You and I, no matter how many words we throw out onto the internet, no matter how we act or, tr- or how we try and uh, deprogram other people, it's impossible to do. The programming is so deep that the only way you can become unprogrammed is to do it yourself you have to uh you have to wake up yourself no one else can wake you up that's just how it is so all this fighting on facebook about politics is all you're doing is is putting wasting bites uh, you're wasting my breath you're wasting your breath you're wasting bites you're you're putting 
a wedge between you and those people. Yeah. It's this the system of programming is set up so that if you try to deprogram somebody else, the only thing you're going to do is make an enemy out of that person. And program them more almost. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to entrench yeah. them into into the viewpoints. For instance, uh I didn't talk about any sort of conspiracy stuff on the trip. Nice. Well, I didn't bring it up. I had a couple people who brought it up to me. And my sister and I were talking about some stuff about the Bible on the trip down. And then each night around the campfire, I was typically the last person around the campfire. Mm -hmm. But there were usually two or three people that were with me, and we would start to talk about stuff. and Things and stuff. The weird stuff, you know. Uh, First night... Oh, there's a little bug flying around in here. What is it, a June bug? What yeah, the? I don't know, some sort of bug. I don't anyway, like bugs, man. It's fine. He's going to find a spot to be in, and then he'll stay there. I think that's one of them stink bugs. Makes sense in this apartment. <laughs> uh, first night, uh, Sam and I, my brother Sam, who's, who is, uh, shout out to Sam, he's a, he's an avid listener of this show. Oh, there you go. Listens uh, every Friend week of the faithfully. Show. That's right. Uh-huh. Um, maybe we'll have him try and have him on sometime. But that'd be fun. Uh, we were talking about uh, about religion. Uh, he's uh, mm-hmm. he's uh, quite active in his church. Mm-hmm. Um, good Christian man. Anyway, uh, we start. To, we were talking about religion and stuff. The next night, uh, it was me and my mom. We were talking about abortion and some other oh, things. Wow. Yeah. Uh, the third night was me and my brother-in-law, Rich, and uh, I was talking to him about uh, the ancient Phoenicians. And how I think that they were yeah. descendants of the Nephilim, and then came to the United, came to North America, and set up the uh, the Cahokian culture in the Midwest. And anyway, but that was six beers, Matt. So oh yeah, wow, well. you know, six beers, Matt is gonna gonna get like that. Say some things. That's right, and some stuff. <laughs> anyway, so camping trip uh, highlights of the camping trip. Let's see here. We left Friday afternoon. Spent. Uh, Friday evening, Saturday, Sunday, and then uh, left at about uh, noon on Monday. Great trip. Uh, fantastic weather the whole time. Never got hotter than like 78, 79 mm. degrees. I, I noticed over Never. the last couple of days, I'm like, oh, it's finally it's finally that mm-hmm. nice weather. Yep. Not sweaty, yep. but not, not oh, I got to put a jacket on or I want to be inside. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's just, this is the way life should be. Yep. <laughs> Never got colder than like 45, 50 mm-hmm. degrees at night. So mm-hmm. I love perfect it. campfire weather. Yep. You know, uh, mornings were a little cold, but uh, no, mornings were a little crisp, but not cold. There you go. Um, let's see. We ended up, uh, set they We didn't know about this before we went down there, but it's a, it's a small state park. Um, yeah. Couple hundred acres, some really awesome trails and some really nice views. If you hike the trails and go up on the bluffs and stuff, uh, they got ten ten little cabins in like an RV park there. Um, but uh, that weekend, and we didn't know it's going down, but they had were having uh, their fall festival for that like state in the park. park or the yeah, town or okay. in the state park, put on by the park, I guess. Um, so they had people down there selling. Like, uh, well, they had a bluegrass band down there. Nice. Um, cause there's, there's kind of an area that's right by the river. Yeah. That, uh, has a bunch of open space and like the little playground and stuff like that. So, had a bluegrass band, had hay rides, had, nice. uh, a bunch of vendors selling different stuff. As like vendors do. Polished rocks and hmm. artisanal soaps, <laughs> quilts. Um, 
some. Uh, uh, I'm guessing you didn't partake. You didn't... Authentic Native American artifacts. Oh. Uh, no, I actually did partake. I, I bought this forty dollar, like little forty quilt thing, and okay. I'm gonna use it as wall hanging. It's beautiful. It looks like I'll show it to you later, but it looks like stained glass. Nice. Looks like a stained glass window. Huh. Anyway, um, it's and then uh, the head tremendous. Yeah, huge. They had these uh, little like clay whistles that were like painted like Native American kind of stuff. Right. And so my mom bought 14 of them. For everybody? For one for everybody. Oh, my goodness. Uh, and that was the day that we Your all- mom spent $600 on clay whistles. They were only a dollar a piece, so- <laughs> There you go. Uh, but we had- uh, That was the day that we wore the shirts. So we were down there in the fair, and there were a couple hundred people down there. You yeah. Know? Yeah. And we were down there at the- With little, the shirts with and the, the whistles shirts. and the- Oh, goodness. And so, we were, you know, everybody was like, oh, those shirts are awesome. We had so many people that were like- <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, my little my little brother, the youngest, he's eighteen. He was not wanting to go down. He was like, everybody's gonna make fun of us. Right. It'd be weird. Oh, right. these shirts. And I'm like, friends. Uh, are you kidding me? Everybody's gonna be jealous. They're gonna think this is the coolest thing ever. Uh, went went on a hayride. Um, yeah, went on a hayride and uh, <laughs> took up the whole entirety of the hayride except for five other people, one other family. Wow. Uh, yeah. Imagine how they felt. Yeah. Uh, it was. It was a lot of fun. Um, let's see what else we did. Did a, little, did a tiny little bit of fishing, but didn't catch anything. A bunch of hiking, mm. which it's all right. Does but, the body good? Yeah. And then uh, we had a closing. I'm ceremony. glad you got on your feet for once. We had <laughs> we had a close. Actually, you know, today I woke up and uh, you know the first official day back from yeah, yeah. the the camping. I woke up and I'm like. I should go for a walk. Uh, see, nice. there you go. Yeah, yeah, already programmed yourself yeah, to yeah. be a mover. Yeah, I didn't go for a walk. But then you were like, eh, video. No, no I, I started a new video game. Um, <laughs> the the last day we were there, Sunday, we did uh, the closing ceremonies. Yeah. Um, we did the campies. That's right. Uh, like like the Dundies, but the campies. And we gave away a different award. We gave away an award to everybody based on, you know. That's awesome. What we had done that weekend. Um there was the same shorts award for my brother Sam cuz he wore the same shorts right uh pretty much every day um you it, he was he would wear jeans and stuff but usually by about 5 o'clock he'd be in back in his shorts back in those shorts yeah um there was the Ron Swanson award for whittling nice. which went to uh my brother Joel we had uh the most sausages eaten my uh my nephew cuz he he eat like six or seven breakfast sausages yeah. in the morning that's what he ate for breakfast like every morning <laughs> The kid, the kid loves his meats. Uh, maybe he should have gotten the Ron Swanson Award. You know what? I'm thinking maybe next year if he keeps it up. <laughs> uh, well, the Ron Swanson Award is a heavily contested award. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so there were three people who were nominated. There was Sam for fishing. He caught a uh, 13 and a half inch smallmouth bass. Yeah. Uh, Joel for whittling, and then you know, um, Jet for the most meat consumed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> let's see. Um, uh, what award did you get? I I I got the uh, most mushrooms illegally picked. And do you care to elaborate on? So, well, first off, for the listener, uh, this is an idea that my sister and I had on Sunday afternoon. We're hanging around the the mushroom picking or the no oh, the campies? no the, the campies right. right? And so we're thinking we're thinking well we should do something like we're talking about the office. Yeah, you know, office circle jerk because it's our family's favorite show and everything like that. Yeah, as it should be because it's the best show ever. It is, and so we uh, <laughs> <laughs> we decided to come up with the campies. So me and my sister and two of my brothers all did it. and We kept it secret; no one knew about it. Anyway, and uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. So I got the award for the most mushrooms illegally picked uh, f- on Saturday. Uh, 
Saturday morning, we all went hiking on this uh, three-mile trail all through the woods. And maybe about, I don't know, 15 minutes into the hike, I walk by the trail, and there's these three different types of mushrooms all, all, uh, all right there. And I'm like, I'm going to pick those. <laughs> and I just picked them. I was holding them in my hand until I came across a couple more, and I had to take off my shirt. And I put the mushrooms inside of the shirt and, like, made a little satchel out of it. By the time I was done, I had 12 different varieties of mushrooms. Um, and what, some was really there, awesome ones. What was the point? That's what everybody kept saying. And I was like, well, the point is I wanted to learn I want to learn about mushrooms. And so I have all these varieties of mushrooms. I collected them all. I'm going to go home, and I'm going to uh, catalog them and look them up and see what kind of mushrooms no, they are. No, you're not. Uh, you I, tossed them by the side of the trail when you got back. No, uh, I, I waited two. I've waited two full days before I did that, sir. Okay. <laughs> uh, no, I had them in this. I had them in this plastic bag, and they were all together. And then when I went to go uh, pack up my stuff on on the morning we were leaving, I looked in the bag, and there was a bunch of mold growing. And oh yeah, yeah. There was a little worm in there, so mm. I was like, well, tossed them. No cataloging the these mushrooms. Yeah. No. Um, uh, I am gonna look them up though. Um. Well, you can remember. Yeah. Well, I can. Um, there's some really, really cool ones that 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 I uh, that I got and collected. It, that I mean, for me, that was the fun of that hike. Well, yeah, you're hiking. Yeah. Was I mean, yay, out in nature, sweating, woo! But you know, <laughs> Matt still wants to tickle his intellectual pickle. So, <laughs> Does, isn't that what we always want to tickle? So my sister was giving me grief the whole time. She's like, Matt, you know, it's illegal to to take things out of a st- state park. Blah 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 blah. I'm like, uh. Yeah, it's also legal to make a rolling right turn on a on a red light, but millions of Americans do we it every do it. day, and no That's one right. cares. <laughs> nice. Anyway, uh, yeah, it was a it was a really good, really really fun trip. Um, good times. Got some good time with the nieces. I'm and glad nephews. you had some R and R, Matt. Yeah, had some time off. Had yeah. some time with the family. Mm-hmm. Does mm-hmm. body good. Yeah. Uh, only smoked a little bit of pot, you know. So it wasn't that. It was it was it was a good weekend. <laughs> nice. I uh, I guess I've kind of got one coming up around Thanksgiving. We'll probably go down to Branson. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how it's going to go with the little girl, Branson. Branson, because she's a colossal pain in the ass right now. Well, she's a baby. Well, she's also a pain in the ass. So you have she to, doesn't. You have to learn on love. Uh, you have to. To work on loving your daughter as much as you love your son. You know, people keep telling me that. Yeah. And I disagree. Uh, and it's, it's she just, I don't know what the deal is. Because like, she is just, like, whatever is difficult and a pain in the ass is what she's going to do. How, how old is she? Eight months, eight and a half. Mm-hmm. And he he is, like, polite. He's fun. Uh, you can hang out with him. You can entertain him. But she is just constantly, just always, just yeah. It's just, and she doesn't. And I, I feel, I think I'm feeling it uh, so much more pronounced because mm-hmm. she doesn't. She still, she won't eat now. She, or well, not now, but she, she's, she won't eat anything other than breast milk. Mm-hmm. Like she, it, I mean, she's dabbled a little bit, and we'd feeding her little things and stuff. But it's not. It's she. You can tell even when we do that, she wants. She wants a boob. That's mm-hmm. what she wants to eat, and it's it's that's caused a colossal pain. So like tomorrow, you know, when, like Wednesday's my day off. I watch the kids in the evenings, 
and I'll have them both, and he'll be perfectly fine. I'll be like, you want to do that? You want to watch The Office, buddy? Let's hang out. And now if I hand him something, he'll say, he, he says thank you now, and it's so it's so cute, Matt. It's the best thing ever when you hand him something. He's like, thank you. That's how he says it. And then and then she'll do, and I'll be like, well, do you want to eat? No, you'll spit it everywhere. Oh, another messy diaper. Because he now uses the toilet, so it's like they're on two different. Like he's like way better than her. He's like the he's like he's like this year's phone, and she's like two years ago's phone. Oh my gosh! And it's <laughs> which for me is <laughs> a tragedy. Now, uh, dear listener, that, and Matt, put that, that... In what, put that in whatever perspective you have to to relate. But for me, it's phones. Yeah, I don't know if that analogy is apropos or just fucking sad, but. I mean, yeah, I guess it works. That's how it is for me. Like she's, she's, uh, you're, ugh, you're, yeah, you're on Android Marshmallow. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna mess around with that. I think that's what I have. Probably, and you're, but see, and you're fine with that. See, yeah, that's, that's, I like that. You have to adapt the analogy, like whatever. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what yours would be, but like sports or you know people that are into cars. You know, mm-hmm. that's a, that's 2013. Like I'm not gonna drive that. Yeah, like that's that's. Ugh. He has all. He has all the better upgrades. Because mm. <laughs> he pees in the toilet, he's nice, he's fun, yeah, and she's not. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm sure he'll She'll make, get there. I I'm guess. sure he'll make up for it when he's 16 year old and he has some. When he's 16 year, years old and he has some girl pregnant, yeah, I'm sure yeah, he'll yeah, make exactly. up for it. Then you know, I'll whoop his. Ass. I swear to God, I'll whoop his ass. He, <laughs> that's a quick ticket out of daddy's daddy's uh, provision and and out from under dad's roof. Yeah, you get somebody pregnant or you get pregnant, you're out. I'm not. The relationship will still be there, but but you're not. I'm done paying for your. Shit don't be at a that d- point. I'm not going don't to. Don't be a. D- I'm going to cut that out. I don't know. That sounds like awfully d- behavior to me. I mean, well, you know, that's what it is. Um. <laughs> so while you were gone, uh, the big news of the day, and I'm going to try and play. I don't know if this is like the actual thing. I've never actually listened to it. Um, but I'm really curious because I want to hear it it's for myself. It's not more of Ken Bone stuff, is it? I'm so tired of that guy. No. I, I actually thought about getting him on the show because you know he's no, over in Belleville. You. Yeah, I know, but no thank you. He's, number one, he's he's too way too busy with all his interviews on CNN and every single morning show ever. <laughs> he's got like 80,000 followers on Twitter because uh, of that one question um, debate. <sighs> Your internet is the worst. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. He just seems like... <laughs> Uh, he's a great, awfully convenient distraction, right? Uh, hold on, pause that for a second. Okay. Uh, the debate, the second debate. Yes, it happened. Yeah, it happened. Here in St. Louis. Mm-hmm. I actually really wanted to go down and protest. And, and everybody's, the balls too. What, everybody's talking about Ken Bone, right? We t- are we talking about what the, what the candidate said? Are we talking about what the candidate said? Are we talk? Are we talking about the events of the debate? Are we talking about who won the Actually, debate? Yes. No, we're talking about Ken motherfucking Bone. Okay, we're talking about dumb red sweater Dilbert looking motherfucker. <laughs> who, 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 who? Don't get offensive, Matt. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm not. I'm get offensive, but that's locker room talk. He's <laughs> he's a distraction, plain and simple. That's yeah. all well, he is. Here's the issue. Um... And he's. They're Actually, using, we'll talk about this. They're in using a him. It, it's it's quite convenient. They're using him over the weekend news cycle to distract everybody from the debates. Yeah. And oh gosh, this guy, happy-go-lucky, you know, weirdo in the bright red sweater. <laughs> no, it's a distraction to keep us from talking about what the candidates were saying. Well, I so know. I'm 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 on two uh, sides of this fence. 
speaking of what the candidates said, and I mm-hmm. want your opinion on this. I don't know if you've seen any headlines, but Matt or Matt Trump, mm-hmm. Freudian slip. Yeah, well, Trump uh, basically said, and it was a zinger. And when he said it, I laughed. Everyone, I was in a Mexican restaurant, and to be fair, I was one giant margarita deep. So that that also, you know, it was a community event. Yeah, uh, if you get my drift there. But I was sitting there watching it, and he got in that one good zinger. Because she said, uh, I guess uh, Secretary Clinton said, um, what it, what was it? Essentially, let's. Um, it's a good thing that somebody with the temperament of Donald Trump doesn't run this country. And he said, yeah, because you'd be in jail. Yeah. And I was like, oh, boom, boom, like. Yeah. Um, and then I saw this shit online. The next, really, the next forty-eight hours, mm-hmm. um, and they were like, "Well, I guess that's like now, but like, really, the next like twenty-four hours." Um, and everyone was like, "It is pretty unbelievable that a presidential candidate said that if they get elected, they're going to jail their opponent." And I, I guess I'm on two sides of this thing because on one hand, eh, that is that's you you kind of starting to sound like Hitler there. That's a little. How is that sounding like Hitler? Because number you one, can't. I mean, who did nothing wrong? Because. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> because you can't morally he did. Yeah. Because you well, can't I, I don't really? He was defending his homeland. He wanted to secure national okay, identity. Okay, let's really? just <laughs> relax. Uh, how how many how many Holocaust camps hey, Will you relax, Pepe? Please. Uh how many how many death camps, Holocaust camps did the Russians uncover? No. Zero. How right. many did the Americans? All of them. Like it was a clear narrative that we set up to Okay. To Okay. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> Jesus. Then yeah. It's yeah. it's in terms of, I'm gonna get um, way more Virginians. Yo, yeah, on board exactly. With this. Yeah. Oh, look at that. Well, it's all Virginia now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no. And, so and, my and, thought and, is, and, and strangely, Switzerland for some reason. Yeah, Weird. exactly. No, my thought is that it seems a little against the Constitution mm-hmm. to say because, like it or not, you know, the FBI did say we recommend you don't indict. Okay, and we all know, and we've talked about it on this program how ludicrous that is, yeah. right? But that being said. According to the law of the land, the investigation yielded nothing. Now, we all know it's because she's powerful and they had the meeting on the jet and et cetera, et cetera. That's a very, that's a very told out. The attorney general made a deal not to prosecute right. and the FBI was colluded with, it, yes. with her and the Clinton Foundation. And to that's make clear sure from that WikiLeaks emails. That's prosecuted. clear from the meetings that happened yep. beforehand. That's, mm-hmm. that's, that is a given. In the minds of at least this show's yep. hosts. Institutional corruption uh, uh, across the board. To the nth degree. Yep. Absolutely. However, mm-hmm. according to the law of the land, she's innocent, right? There's no, yeah. there's no, the FBI, you know, made their statement. And to say that you're going to jail somebody, it looks like just because they're your opponent, mm-hmm. um, that seems a little dictatorish. Right, and that seems to be it, the but it's spin not that the media is taking. It's not just because she's the opponent; it's because she's a legitimate Belongs criminal jail. Yeah. who should be in jail. Yeah, see, and that's that's why I'm kind of on both sides of it. I think maybe I think at at best it was, and I know this may surprise you, not thought out on his part, because because that's it, when you're running for president, mm-hmm. it doesn't seem like. That is maybe the image you should now. Obviously, as we're going to talk about here in a minute, that doesn't seem to be a concern for him. Sure, but he doesn't. It maybe that's not the image you want to portray. That like oh, I'll jail my opponents. Screw, forget them. You know what I mean? Oh, you're you're taking the spin the same. I mean, you're 
it sounds like to me like, the you're media sw- spin. like you're swallowing the blue pill here. Like you're swallowing what the, the media's lie and the way they're trying to spin it. They're trying to spin it as oh, he's well, a crazy he, dictator he, person. Yeah, he uh, he's going to try and jail his and jail sh- anyone who disagrees. He's going to shut up any dissenters. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, I mean, let's look at at real silence of dissent in this country. Look at look at collusion between the Clinton Foundation and Google. Between the Clinton Foundation and Facebook, or between or the, or the DNC for the whole Bernie Sanders thing. Like, look at correct the record. It is it is set up by the Clinton Foundation specifically for the purpose of going online and silencing anyone who who disagrees with Hillary Clinton or who does not like Hillary Clinton. They, she has an an entire organization set up in order to <laughs> to censor the internet. That is what a real dictator does. She has. Body doubles, okay. She has body doubles, like a dictator. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And on that note, like I said, so, well, what he what he said was a pretty good. Well, and and I think it resonated with his hardcore base. Yeah, you know. Um, but but the media has been pushing this Donald Trump. I mean, it resonated Hitler. with me. I laughed. Uh, yeah, you know. The media has been pushing this Donald Trump is Hitler narrative for six months now. Yeah. Okay. Four months hardcore, but and six it's, months. It's yeah. it's I mean, for a long well for a long time, and and they've been pushing it so much using the magical spell of repetition. Yeah. Uh, repeating it over and over and over again until people believe it, and most people believe it because what he said mean things, and he's 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 uh you. He's a big enough of a buffoon that you can take sound bites and you can you can make him say what you want him to say because he's not very careful with his words. Hillary Clinton is the real Hitler. She's the one who is silencing any dissent online. She's the one who is promoting uh, uh, groups like Black Lives Matter and the social justice movement who 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 actively move to silence anyone. Who they feel is their enemy yeah. or doesn't agree with them? Uh, she's in the pocket of George Soros, who's who is yeah, we know trying to yeah. trying to slowly and through small degrees gen- control the world, genocide an entire people group. Yeah. Um, uh, she is more like if if you really want to go with the Hitler narrative, she is the one who is mo- most like Hitler. Yeah, yeah. And it annoys me because, uh, uh, you know, family vacation time, people are talking. Uh, election is, you know, on everybody. Every, everybody's talk. Everybody's talking about it. So, you know, it comes up, and most of the people in my family are voting for Hillary Clinton. Yeah. Uh, I I don't know how that could not be your option, though. At this point. Like I, I just, I, I, I don't know, man. I mean, are you serious? Well, other than Gary, if you're not like me, yeah, like, like, and you have the, you have the idea that Gary Johnson, and you don't think it's a wasted vote. But if you didn't, I mean, what, what, what would you choose, Matt? If the, if you believe that these were your only two options, Donald Trump, Donald no. Trump, I no, would, man. I would rather have a bumbling baby, man child. Who grabs pussies? But it's not man-child. And who, 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 who is a megalomaniac? I would rather have him in office than someone who is legitimately evil, someone who is working to, to commit genocide in the Middle East, someone who is working and to, has been. Yeah, to, yeah. Uh, I to, mean, look at, look at, look at, 
You think you know, her career? Yeah. You think once it's, she's it's once she's going to get in the off into the once she gets into the White House, do you think that the stuff that Correct the Record does now is going to stop? No, it's going to be amped up, and she's going to use the CIA and the NSA and the FBI to do it. Correct the Record is going is going to become. A part of the, the intelligence the <laughs> is going to become a part of the intelligence community in this country, which means a more heavily censored inter- internet. It means you're not going to be if you if you, you want to speak up against Big Brother or have any sort of voice of, of dissent, you're going to have zero audience. They're going to make sure that you're either ridiculed into obscurity or no one pays attention to you. Correct, man. Uh, once she gets in the White House, correct the record is going to have a whole lot more power, and there aren't their their ability to uh to censor the internet and to sway the conversation of the internet is going to uh to amp up ten times. Hmm. Uh, I I I don't man I don't see how anybody can can think that Hillary Clinton uh is the right choice if in in, in a world see, where see, Gary I, Johnson I D- and Jill Trump. Stein don't exist. That yeah. Hillary Clinton is the, the clear, clear, correct choice. No. Oh, clear. No. Well, I, I mean, I never said clear. Because that's that's the thing. The candidates yeah. are what they are. There's no. I, I I don't I don't see. I don't I don't see a scenario again. Gary Johnson, Jill Stein don't exist, or Daryl Castle. I, I've got some friends that are actually he's the Constitution Party candidate, yeah. and they're like they're like I'm I'm sorry I'm not going to be a part of this nonsense. Yeah. Uh, and, I, and I respect that. I mean, yeah. I, I, he, the only thing that I, and I've said to them, well, he's not on the ballot in all fifty states, so it, it's almost like he won't be counted. I'm sorry, but that's just how it is. Yeah. Um. But uh, y- y- you just, I don't see how you don't hold your nose when you when when you vote one way or the other for for that for for the presidential one of those two candidates. Mm-hmm. You know. So. Anyhow. Unless you're Sarah Silverman, I guess. Uh, should I play my Trump? I, you're I, being ridiculous. <laughs> you're being. Yeah. Did I send you? I sent you my Trump impression that I did that yeah. night. Yeah, it was yeah. pretty good. Yeah, but apparently, so I sent it to my brother, and apparently, he sent it to a bunch, or he showed it to a bunch of people we know, and they were like, "Wow, that's like scary good." <laughs> yeah, that was really good. The the, the part that it's was your best Trump to date. Yeah, that I thought was really good was the comment because. I tried to make it flow like it's something he would say after the debates. <laughs> Anderson, you know that yourself. Because <laughs> he kept saying that during the debates. He really, I felt like, at least from what I saw, from what I watched, I, I thought Anderson really shined, actually, to be honest. And I usually he leaves a sour taste in my mouth. But he, I was like, because he, he. <laughs> but that's just what his penis tastes like. <laughs> he, he, uh, he hammered them both. Mm-hmm. And I know, I mean, I guess maybe that's a cliche thing, but he really did because. I mean, out of the gate, he was like, hey, Trump, what's up with these uh, sexual comments? And he was like, Hillary, do you think you can be trusted with things when you, did, you know, f***ed up this email thing this badly? Mm-hmm. You know, he didn't say that. But, I mean, it, it really seemed to me, it seemed like unlike the first one where both sides immediately said, well, they gave the other candidate the upper hand. Like, but that's all I saw on Facebook with yeah. both sides after the first debate. Yeah. It seemed like after having watched the second debate that I was like, huh. I would feel like a th- somebody would have a hard time making that argument. So the from question, either the side, question he it asked, felt like to me. But. The question he asked her about the the emails was it about her being able to main, maintain security because she wasn't able to I maintain. Think so okay. I don't remember. So exactly. it wasn't actually about any of the content of the emails. It was just about security of the emails, right? Yeah. Oh, you mean the stuff yeah. that's been leaked? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't think. See, I think the professional journalistic community they have this weird relate. Have you noticed this though about WikiLeaks in general? Mm-hmm. They have this weird relationship with them. 
they will report on what they've done. Yeah. Be like WikiLeaks did yep. XYZ. Mm-hmm. But they very much don't accept whatever happened yep. as fact. Yeah. And I don't There's know a- I don't know if the narrative is or if it's ever said, or I don't know if it's like they think that or it's sort of assumed, well, this is just Assange like being a brick, or like what is like what is their but if you you've noticed this, right? Yes. Like this is the thing. They report on the leak the itself, right. mm-hmm. but never on the content of yes. the leak. Right. The reason being is because if they didn't report it all, people would go online or go to WikiLeaks and learn about the content. But if they report on WikiLeaks, on the release, but the never event, on the content, whatever the, event on the whatever the event is, if they report on the event, then people feel as though they are informed and they know They've about what, the news Wiki, bite, what happened whatever it is. with WikiLeaks. Good point. Yeah. So then they never dig any deeper. It's it's that it's the whole theory of you show show them just a little bit enough so that their curiosity is satisfied and they feel like they understand what's going on, but you never let them go any. It's 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 you know it's it's two inches deep and a mile wide. Yeah, that's the narrative. That's the news that we're given in the mainstream. We're given just enough information to f- so that we can cl- close out we face- have the news, close right. out Facebook, and feel like we're well informed. Yeah. But not enough information so that we really understand the whole truth or the big picture. Yeah. Not so that we can put together our own narrative of what's really going on behind the scenes. Yeah. And maybe it also goes a little bit into revelation of the method. You know, you got to you got to you got to make sure that everybody knows about uh, what's going on, but never give them any real information or any context about what's going on. That's the whole thing. You want you want to make sure uh, that people think that they're well informed. You don't want them to be well informed, but you want them to think that they're well informed. Yeah. And every person in America, you ask somebody, you know, uh, are you well informed about uh, average? You ask your average dude, are you? You think you're well informed about uh, about the world, about politics, and about news? Do you feel like you have? And what is you Aleppo? understand? You know, <laughs> yeah. people would say, well, sure. Ninety percent of people would say, yeah, I'm, I'm an informed person. But that's just how they feel. They're not yeah. really informed. They just feel the way they're And they're, they're catering informed. to that emotion that that they want they 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 want to get there in that emotional center perpetuate where the feeling feel that you're being informed. Good. Yeah. But not aren't actually good. That being said, I'm I'm hoping this is it in full. I'm not sure. Uh, I'm just going to play it um un un uncensored um oh, uncensored. Uncensored, that's right. Um yeah, anyways, I guess this news came out, what, a couple days ago? Five days ago? Four days ago? Um, we'll just see how it goes. Hopefully it's, like I said, hopefully it's... You know, and she's still very beautiful. I moved on her, actually. You know, she was down on Palm Beach. I moved on her, and I failed. I'll admit it. Whoa. I, I did try and fuck her. She was married. <laughs> huge news, Sarah. <laughs> no, no, Nancy. Yeah. No, this was... And I moved on her very heavily. In fact, I took her out furniture shopping. She wanted to get some furniture. I said, I'll show you where they have some nice furniture. <laughs> I took off her and she, I moved in her like a bitch, but I couldn't get there. And she was married. And all of a sudden, I see her. She's now got the big phony tits and everything. She's totally changed her look. She's your girl's hot as shit in the purple. Whoa. Whoa. Yes. Whoa. Whoa. Yes, the Donald Escort. Whoa. <laughs> oh, my man. Wait, wait. You got to look at me when Just you get out of here. Just set this up. Just that is very you give me the thumbs up. You. you are a piece. You got to put the thumbs up. You got to okay. get the thumbs up. Okay. Can't be too happy. Can you else off first? Yeah, let me. It's very funny. You got to give the thumbs up. Baby. 
Uh, you and I will walk down. Maybe it's a different one. Better not be the publicist. No, it's it's her. Yeah, that's her with the gold. I gotta use some Tic Tacs just in case I start kissing her. You know, I'm automatically attracted to beautiful. I just start kissing them. It's like a magnet. You just kiss. I don't even wait. And when you're a star, they let you do it. You can do anything. Whatever you want. Grab them by the pussy. I can do anything. Look at those legs. All I can see is the legs. No, it looks good. Come on, shorty. Oh, nice legs, huh? Oof, get out of the way, honey. That's good legs. Go ahead. It's always good if you don't fall out of the bus. Like Ford, Gerald Ford, remember? <laughs> Down below. Pull the hell. Hello, how are you? Hi. Mr. Trump, how nice are you? Seeing you. Terrific. Pleasure to meet you. Terrific. You know Billy Bush? How Hello, are you? nice to see you. How are you doing, Ariane? I'm doing very well, thank you. Are you ready to be a soap star? We're ready. Let's go. Make right. me a soap star. How about a little hug for the Donnelly? Just got off the bus. Like okay, hug, absolutely. <laughs> Melania well, said this was okay. I just got off the bus. Oh. <laughs> bushy, bushy. There we go. There we go. Excellent. Well, Come you've on. got a nice co star here. Good. Yes. Absolutely. After you. Come on, Billy, don't be shy. As soon as a beautiful woman shows up, he just he takes Get over off here, Billy. as always happens. I'm sorry. Come here. Uh, let the little guy in there. Come yeah, on. let the little guy in. How you feel now? Better? I should actually... It's hard to walk next to a guy like here, wait, this. Yeah, you get in the middle. There we go. Good. That's better. This is much better. This right. is... That's better. <sighs> now, if you had to choose, honestly, between one of us, me or the Donald. No, 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 no. That's, that's tough competition. Right yeah. Seriously. I mean, you, had to, you had to take one of us as a date. You have to take the fifth on that one. Really? <laughs> yep. I'll take both. <laughs> Which way? Make it right. Gosh. Here we go. Goodbye. This short dude is trying so hard. Here he goes. I'm going to leave He you. really is. Okay. <clears throat> you can okay. smell the try hard. Oh, you're, you're finished? You're my man. Yeah. Oh, good. Reset. I'm going to go do our show. Oh, you want to reset? Okay. <clears throat> And so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. This, to be fair, this is my first time watching it. I've never watched yeah. it. I'd seen all the headlines and everything. Uh, um, it's the first time I've seen it, heard it. Um, I don't know. My gut says... It's weird, but my gut says well, it's not that big of a deal. It's not. <laughs> you should go with that gut feeling. Mm. Stay there. But on the flip side, the, the the reason why it's a big deal is not... Let me see if I can articulate this right. The gut says it's not a big deal because people do this all the time. You and I have engaged in conversation... No worse than that. Sure. P perhaps worse. Sure. Right? Uh, you know, perhaps on the show. I don't know. In some people's estimation. Who knows? Yeah. Um. And so th that's where the gut feeling comes from. The gut feeling comes from, well, that's, you know, he was an asshole. It was mm -hmm. inappropriate. But, yeah. That's the was gut. It, was it inappropriate, though? Because it was a conversation that he thought was private and not being recorded with another man. It was inappropriate in general with how you. I mean, I I don't think you should talk that way about married women, right? In, I mean, in general, no, you shouldn't. You also shouldn't have try to have sex with married women. Um, That's unless you're too. married to them. Yeah. Um, 
but inappropriate and then you have to try all the in harder, that situation, all the in, harder. Inappropriate uh, means it has a context uh, to the people that are hearing it. So if you sit somebody down and show them an episode of South Park, depending on who that person is, it's either appropriate or inappropriate. Well, exactly. And if so the, that's, if the that's person my is gut. If, the, if the person is five years old, inappropriate. If it's your grandmother, inappropriate. If it's your buddy, appropriate. Right. So well, it's it's, it's saying relative. It's, saying it's, it's a relative thing. Right. And that's that's. I mean, my he, he was standing up in deal. front of the national uh, national women's convention, talking talking that way, completely inappropriate. Right. If he's talking to another dude about their sexual conquests, and they're both stars, like they said, you know, you're famous, you're a star, you can do whatever you want. Right. 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 I mean, they're they're talking about their sexual contacts or conquests in that context. Yeah. Completely appropriate. See here, and he, here's here's appropriate if you want to be president of the United States. Not so much. Not so much. And, but then and, also probably didn't know. Doubt he know knew he was being recorded. Yeah. My thing is though, it's and, and I don't leave which to the, which which. Let me interject this. He's on yeah. the set of a soap opera, right? I'm not sure what it was. Uh, the set of uh, maybe I guess he did a guest episode of Who Wants to Be a Soap because they said Who Wants to Be a Soap. I don't know. I yeah. don't know. I'm speaking. But I don't know. Ba- ba- he's in there in a Hollywood trailer. Yeah. Which, if you're a production company, right, or you work in Hollywood, you, every single one of those trailers is probably bugged. Right. Well, I think it was so a that, mic they that he had on do, for the show. Okay. But well, but still, in, anything you do in your yeah. trailer, they can use against you to make you, you know, uh, a more willing mouthpiece. Well, anyways, I I don't think that. What am I trying to say here? I don't I don't think that it's bad. Like I don't I don't jump to the argument that well it's it's unbefitting of somebody who wants to be president. And I don't even go there because I think every politician, every per, like they all have stuff that's unbefitting of them being president. That's how you got to be president. I mean, yeah, exactly. I, like, yeah, I get that you don't like it, but. Sorry, this is how things work, right? So you go back to the underwoods like that, the underwoods, you know, like that's that's a little how it's it works, right? Um, but what what upsets me personally about about this whole thing is that this is the dude who has hoodwinked everybody on the right by saying the words pro life. Yeah, that's it. See, that's, that's truly. But it. see, you mentioned that earlier in the evening before we started recording. That's your beef with Trump. Yes. You, you. F- I won't vote for him for a whole host of other reasons. Sure, though. sure. But that's that's my personal beef over mm-hmm. something like this. Yeah. Because it's like you are not at all who you say that you are. Like every politician. No. Like, no. like even the great white hope from this year, from this election cycle, Bernie Sanders. Oh, he's going to save everybody. Well, no, the hidden recordings that he, of, of him and him and his wife talking during the Democratic National Convention prove that he was just a, a he was he was just there to make sure that young democratic voters didn't Vote go third her. party right that's what that's the, that was the whole shtick of Bernie Sanders he he was completely in the Clinton camp the entire time he was there to just to make sure that 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 independent-minded Democratic voters, specifically young voters, and the black vote stayed with Democrats. Yeah. And didn't go off wandering after third parties too soon. Because what if Bernie Sanders isn't there? Guess guess who takes his place? Jill Stein, someone who isn't bought and sold. And so if Bernie Sanders doesn't run on the DNC side and secure those millennials... Yeah, those, for all those, those ideologies. Those left-center yeah. m- millennials... Then Jill Stein has a much larger audience and a much larger base right now than you know 
the the half a million people who are supporting her in this country. No. Maybe she's got 20 million, 25 million people on her side. Yeah. You know. And that's 25% of the vote right there. Yeah. I don't know, that's that's my beef though after having watched it. Like that's because like people like my mom who when faced with something like that, I mean my mom's gotten on my back for f- far less. And I, I don't mean that in a disrespectful way, whatever, that's that's her thing. But like my mom's gotten on me for for saying and doing far less than that. Mm-hmm. And yet and yet these are these are the types of people who are like well and, and to me it's I'm I'm almost not even angry with him because you you did whatever you did. You were on a Hollywood set, you did these things with women, whatever. That's that's a given. That's an expected. I'm I'm not surprised or upset by that. But what I'm upset by is the people that are stupid enough to think, well, he said he's pro life and 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 truly like I said before are acting out of fear of Hillary Clinton. That's it. A fear of a Hillary Clinton presidency, which will happen by the way. But uh, they're acting out of fear of a Hillary Clinton presidency and why well, I, I I mean even though these things come out I must vote for him. Yeah. I must. Yeah. And that's that to me is just I don't know how you get there. Uh, in, programming man. Programming. Well, They've been programmed to accept certain narratives and to accept certain lines of logic, saying that it's the, the choice is always between the lesser of two evils. I'm throwing the vote away. Well, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, yeah. a choice between two things is is not a choice. That is an ultimatum. Right. That's a yes or a no. Yeah. It's not a choice because a true choice is you establishing the options for yourself. But when when are we going to be tired of voting some... against somebody and vote for somebody? Like, well, you know, I, I know this is a trotted out you line and I are, every four You years, and I are both but... doing that. You're voting for somebody you believe in, and I'm going to vote for somebody I believe in. So <laughs> It's going to be Donald Duck, but you do believe in him. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going I'm go- I'm going to write in uh, 9-11 was an inside job. Exactly. <laughs> or, or maybe Hitler did nothing wrong. Yeah. Or, uh, or Muammar Gaddafi... Would have been the best thing for Africa in the past thousand years. Um, myself, just write in, write in, jet fuel can't melt steel beams, and then as soon as you put it into that little electronic little counter little thingy, just bzz, then mm-hmm. you hear the black helicopters just come over <laughs> the searchlight. <laughs> Mister Hume, drop the ballot. <laughs> uh, be fantastic. I'm, I'm going to vote for the creepy. That'd be huge, tremendous. I, I think I'm just going to vote for creepy clowns. I got to tell you, Anderson. I've got 37 votes. They call me. They all endorse me. Okay. How many votes endorse Hillary Clinton? All right. It's going to be tremendous. We're going to make voting great again. Uh, Mr. Trump, uh, in light of the uh, the things that have come out about you uh, talking about women, um, do you think that you you can be somebody who that that feminists in this country could follow? Let me let me stop you right there, Matthew. Mm-hmm. Here's the issue. Okay. Okay. The problem is. Everybody's mad because I said pussy, okay? Pussy, really? All of these women, and I'll tell you, some of them are very beautiful. All of these women are upset because I said pussy. Let me tell you something, man. They have pussies, okay? I don't understand why they're so upset, Mm -hmm. okay? Who bought 81 million copies of Fifty Shades of Grey in this country, Mm. and yet they're upset I said pussy? That's You know that yourself. That's ridiculous, okay? I'm going to turn pussy. I'm going to take pussy. I'm going to make it huge. Yeah. Tremendous. Okay. I have four pussies, Matthew. They called me the other day. They said, Donald, we endorse you to be president. That's four pussies, Matt. How many does does Secretary Clinton have? Like the actual pussies called you up and said. Thank you. We're going to make America great again. Uh, <laughs> so just just so that the listener knows, uh, when I guffawed there about 30 seconds ago and laughed, it was because 
Addison, you did something with your face that Donald Trump does all the time. <laughs> yeah. uh, I don't know if you could do it again real quick for me. No, What was... Uh, I don't even think you realized you did it. Which uh, was that's kind of scary. The Donald Trump um, sarcastic... Oh, the... Yeah. 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 The, oh, when I did the hand gesture. That's yeah. right. Yeah. The, the squinting the, of the eyes, like, yeah. it's it's his, come on, seriously face? Yeah, exactly. That's what it is. And yeah. you did it. Because that's his Perfectly. attitude. Once you adopt, I found with these impressions, like, uh, with, uh, you do the Alex Jones uh-huh. and stuff, once you, once you adopt their mindset. Yeah. Mannerisms. You're free to riff on whatever topic comes up organically. Yeah. Or, or what have you. Because you you were in the mindset of of the way that they approach things. It's called getting into character. It, well, <clears throat> you don't say. Yeah. Uh, and I that's and that's how that you know. So my, I think my Trump impression has gone from like maybe an eight to like a nine in the last two weeks because I've I've really thought about his mindset and how he approaches things. And it's just like, come on, like that's ridiculous. She's a criminal. You have to vote for me. Like that's that's how he does. That's that's his whole yeah. mindset. That's his whole message. And so once you adopt that. Then you can riff on whatever yeah. whatever thing you want. Same thing with Alex Jones. My Alex Jones is so good because once you get in that mindset of like everything is a conspiracy, and and uh, it's all being controlled and watched and and handled and whatever. Uh, and I only I'm the only one, particularly I'm the only one with you know sort of the 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 truth, if you will. Then you 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 have Alex Jones, and then you just get down the voice. Which is just all gravelly. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, he just, every day before he goes on the show, he just, he just gets a cup full of like pebbles mm-hmm. and just, and gargles with them. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then he does his show. Welcome aboard. Yeah. Infowars.com. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. We need to do another round of Infowars versus Fox News. Yeah, maybe next week. Now. I maybe next some, week. Yeah, I'll pull some up. But, uh, anyways, uh, actually, so, I don't know how far. Far anywhere, fifty-seven minutes. That's good stuff. Um, but I posted uh, earlier today. I actually thought about it right before I went to work. So around eleven a.m. or so, around ten a.m., I was like, "Hey, we're going to be recording Thursday show later today. Send us stuff to talk about." Mm-hmm. I know. I think you got something. I got a couple. So we're going to go over those. How's that sound? Sure. You, you were thinking about this at your place of business. We're going to make podcasts great again. Yeah. Huge. You were thinking about tremendous, terrific. You were thinking about this at your, at your place of work. Uh, I was actually on the way to work. Oh. But I had to. Well, I had to. So the only, the only times I ever show up to work um, early, or if I have an errand to run before, mm-hmm. like it never. Usually, I'm like two minutes late. Yeah, I just I can't seem to get on this side of that. That's but, because it's something you don't really, really want to do. Well, uh, by the way, so we were on the camping trip, and my brother Sam, who I need to listen, make work great again, listens to the podcast. He said he he's. We were talking about the podcast, and he looks. At, he turns to me. He's like, "So where does Addison work?" And I was like, "He I, doesn't know." I told him, and he's and he's because you never actually mentioned the place you work by by design by design specifically. Yeah. And I told him, and he's like, "Okay," because I I knew it was like a restaurant or something. I didn't know which one though, because he always talks about whenever he talks about work story, he always says like my place of work or my place of business or whatever. Yeah. And he's like, it's so sometimes funny. I'll just be like waiting for him to say it, and he he won't say it. And I'll be like, <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah. That's awesome, and so we were talking about the podcast. That was that was like his first question. It's like, nice. where does he work? Nice. What? What? Were there any other, anything else of note? Or interesting? Mm, not really. I mean, no. anyhow, uh, nothing. I'm thinking of at the moment, though. Let's get on here. So on Twitter, um, somebody replied to Ad Give Thought Show, uh, "Coffee or Die," Gory Scara, who actually was on the Frozen mm-hmm. Pizza podcast. Uh, this, this is just ridiculous. You're gonna get so pissed. I was pissed. Um, he said, "Are you down with the Bone Zone?" 
And it showed a picture of Ken Bone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there was some lightning. Oh, it's not that interesting. I'll retweet it. Mm, whatever. Uh, I thought that was interesting what you said about Ken Bone. No, yeah. That's, that's, that's kind of funny. Um, and then uh, Tracy Dalton on Facebook commented on, on, on the status that I posted and said this. And I'm not sure if it was just getting her ideas out. Maybe it's just, just a letter to the editor type thing because uh, it wasn't really a question or, or talk about this. But I'll just read it. Uh, she says, regardless of who you're voting for, I think everyone can agree that the debates have been a shit show this year. Uh, from people being actively excluded to the three-ring circus they aired, it's abysmal, and Trump's comments about sexual assault have been nagging me this week. His behavior and people's acceptance of it is just disgusting and scares me as a woman and as a mother of a daughter. So, I don't know, man. Like, again, it, it's it's not even so much the, ooh, the, he, he's not presidential material. It's, 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 it's honestly the people are are so okay with it. Almost like what she mentioned there. Like it's 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 that people are so like on the right are so like, well, he just I mean, he's not yeah. Hillary Clinton. Yeah. He's not I mean, he he could literally in the third debate, he could like walk on stage, take his pants down, take a shit, pull his pants back up, continue with the debate, and everyone on the right would be like, Well, I mean, he's not Hillary Clinton. Yeah. I, I just I, I, I just I mean, he's what our country ne- we need to have him now. Yeah. No, we fucking don't. We don't need either one of them ever. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. I, I, I don't know. I feel just as much fr- as much frustration uh, with, it. with people on the left because they say, "Oh, Donald Trump, he's so he's so terrible. Yeah. He's literally Hitler." Yeah, and we have to we have to vote for Hillary because otherwise it'll be Donald Trump, and he's literally Hitler. Oh my gosh, did you know? Here's an article linking eleven facts of how Donald Trump is literally Hitler. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's the same. It's 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 almost like you were talking about the programming. It's the same kind of thing. It's the same kind of like mindset. You mm-hmm. get into that, and you're like, "Well, of course, of course, I can't have that." Yeah. Despite all their fly, I can't have that. So I have to vote for Hillary Clinton, and not Jill Stauer Johnson or whoever. Mm-hmm. Or not voting even. Yeah. Like, fuck, like what? This are we is not an election. This is an ultimatum. Yeah, that we're, exactly. we're having a gun held to our heads, a symbolic gun held held to our heads, and saying, "Pick this." Or this, one or two, no other options. That's not that's not a choice. That's an ultimatum. Yeah. Uh, and then Colin reached out to me, friend of the show, came on recently to talk about Gary Johnson being an idiot. Uh, I'm trying to pull up what he said here. Oh, he said topic for tonight. <laughs> this is all he said. Topic for tonight: colon booty hole sex. So I don't, I'm not sure. <laughs> uh, so Colin wants to talk about the backdoor action. I guess so. I don't know. Uh, uh, have we talked no, about that? No, no, Cullen, we're not talking about the backdoor action. Okay, well. Sorry. Alright. Have you ever have you have you ever have you, no. 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 Any desire to? I mean, I would rather get uh get regular sex on the regular <laughs> I'd rather start there. Matt's like if we could just start with seeing women naked yeah. once in a while yeah. uh-huh. and then we'll just move on to yeah. touching them. <laughs> yeah. Uh well, a, a great man once told me, Matt, you just grab him by the pussy. That's you know what? Maybe I should just do that. Maybe I should just, you know. Yeah, just go into let's 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 get some video. Of you just like going into I don't know Walmart or some, yeah. you know, and just just boink and just uh-huh. see how that rolls. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe I'll have to do. Maybe that's start the trick. Doing maybe that. the Donald holds all the answers. I don't know. I doubt it. I mean, man, he's not Hillary, so we have to vote for him. You know what? That's a good point. You know. <laughs> I mean, she is a criminal, mm-hmm. so he's he's going to make America great again. Who doesn't want that? Everybody wants America yeah. great again. America was never great. No, America will I never want, be great. I want America sane again. Johnson 2016. 
Mm. It's funny. We were at Jill a work, Stein, 2016. We were at a work party, and uh, I, I don't know why or how it came about. Or but, uh, So Facebook Live is like a thing now. I don't know if you're familiar with this. People post live videos on Facebook. You should so, just stream to it. And, and and I've actually done it a couple times to just talk about different stuff. And I'm I will, I'm going to try and do it on election day when you and I are uh, are not going to boot. By the way, I want you to ask off for it. I asked off for it. I want to have the whole day. I want to go to a couple different polling places. I want to talk to some folks. I want to I want to just we'll just be boys. Well, Tuesday's my normal day off, so I should, probably should be good on that. Okay, cool. Anyways, um, but so. A guy at the work party, uh, there was some dancing and some different stuff going on. And, and he's like, he came up to me, he's like, hey, we're on Facebook Live. And he kind of shoves a phone in my face. And I didn't really, I mean, I was like, uh, okay. And then so I just said, I just said as he held the camera to me, I was like, I was like, oh, what's up, Facebook Live? Everybody, Google Gary Johnson, Johnson Weld 2016. You're welcome, America. <laughs> Then he just he goes on to somebody else. Then he went on to my buddy, and he's like, "I'm on Facebook Live." And then he's like, "Well, you could do that, or you could not. Whatever you want to do." Yeah. So, but just trying to get the word out, you know. Um, and then I'm going to send you, or and then here's what here's what you sent me that Colin uh, did. Colin send you this. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And this may be an interesting topic of conversation, and we can go from here, and then then uh, maybe wrap it up. I don't know, unless you've got something else. Colin Williams, I am sure that you and Addison have touched on this during one of your hundreds of episodes. Hundreds. I don't, we're not more than 200, so I don't know if it's hundreds. Well. But anyways, hundreds of episodes. But what are your thoughts? And this is very interesting. What are your thoughts on biblical inerrancy? And is there actually a physical place known as hell? Or instead, are those who haven't turned toward God just separate from him rather than burning and suffering? Now, we have touched on hell uh, for mm-hmm. sure. And I think I think I've said that my... You know, my viewpoint is that it's a separation that is so intense because your soul was created to be with God. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it could literally be described as, as somewhere that is burning and suffering or what yeah. have you, but it's actually your soul is separate from God. Well, if you had if you had one, one shot to be the hero of a story and then you blew it and then for the rest of to seize everything you ever wanted. Eternity, eternity you had you had to realize that you blew it. Yeah. And that you failed in you, in your purpose in life, then that would be hell. the most anguishing thing you, that you could you could possibly go through. So I don't think that hell is a literal place of uh, of um, of uh, fire and, and, and uh, I think I think it is that separation. Um, it's that knowing that uh, your story had a bad ending and there's nothing you can do to change that. And that you will never... It's that torment. And not not just your story, but knowing that you will... Knowing and understanding what your, the purpose of your life should have been and what your purpose was as as a human. Because and realizing your soul that, realizes at that point that your purpose was to connect with God. Yeah. And now it's you It'll can you never, can never fulfill your purpose. Yeah. You can never do the thing you were actually meant to do. Wow. Um, that's, a, that's a deep thought. Uh, so I, th- I think it's it's... Of course, it could be a real literal place, but what are we talking about here? Are we saying that 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 the that that into the intellect that the mind is not real? Because if it is simply the spirit that's in torment over its absence, then it is real, even if it's not literally a physical place. Um, <coughs> uh, if if it exists, even if it simply exists in uh. Your mind's perception in the mind's eye. Yeah, it is still a real place. Yeah. Um, you know, 
So, uh, is hell a literal, real place? Well, I think everything is literal and symbolic. Um, everything. Yeah, you've talked about that idea some too. Uh, so, so yes, it is. It is a literal place, but at the same time, it doesn't have to be physically a physical lake of fire mm-hmm. with demons torturing you in order to, for it to be real. Um. Yeah. What? There's more to that question, I think. Well, the 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 first part of it. What have you? What? And he doesn't go into much detail there, but he says, "What are your thoughts on biblical inerrancy?" Mm-hmm. So is he just talking about the the fallibility of scripture? Or, yeah. Or, yeah. yeah. What? So. What? What's? Uh, let's come before the 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 desk of Doctor Matt and and see what he's got to offer us. Uh, this is actually a com- conversation I had with Sam around the campfire that first night. Um, because he was, I I think, just from listening to the podcast, you know, he kind of gets and has an idea of what I think and what I believe and he just wanted to know kind of a little bit deeper. It's been given some thought. Um and so, you know, I I I is the Bible inerrant? Um does it have mistakes? Well, what counts as a mistake? Um does a mistranslated word count as a mistake? Um you know, do, uh, does uh certain things of it being completely made up and fabricated make it a mistake? Or Everything being literal and symbolic, everything having a purpose, um, even if a uh, story here, story there, didn't literally physically happen, um, it's become a part of an accepted narrative. It's become part of the mythos, and it, it I mean, it's the Tinkerbell effect. You believe it enough, and it becomes real. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and real in the collective consciousness of mankind, I, and I think that... that Certain things like Hinduism, Buddhism, uh, these ideas and these these religions that we've created in order to explain the mysteries of the universe, um, do even if they're completely fabricated, they do in a sense become real because we've we've created an, an ideology and a way of life and um, molded our lives around them. So they we've given them real weight in the spiritual world. So it it is every story in the Bible true, every single one, happened the way it happened. Do you um, think that it is? Per- personal opinion there. Yeah. I do. Um, I don't think that it was necessarily exactly the way um, the Bible describes it, uh, because you're dealing with um, communication uh, across a vast array of uh, perspectives and um, um, the specific word I'm looking for is uh, um, viewpoints. No uh, references. Yeah. Points of reference. Yeah. I've given the John Paul Sartre lion metaphor before. If yeah. a lion could speak English perfectly the way I can, the way we can, you still wouldn't uh, understand. You it. still wouldn't be able to understand it yeah. because his points of reference would be completely off from yours. Talk to a person uh, from 3,000, 4,000 years ago, and if they could speak English just like uh, we can, would you be able to understand them? Maybe, but most probably not, because their frames of reference would be completely foreign to you. So, um, a story of, you know, uh, Samson makes a lot more sense to somebody living in that time when it was written than it does to us. Even if Samson is, that story is completely made up, mm-hmm. uh, it's well, see, still it's it's still to say a specific thing, and so I don't think that which we're it getting still does. I don't think, but see, I don't think that we're getting the whole story of what it's saying because we don't have those frames of reference. 
That being said, however, the Bible has uh, <laughs> continued throughout history and done a lot of good. Um, and I don't. I think that the message of the Bible and the intent of God giving us Scripture uh, doesn't change simply because some stuff is fabricated and some stuff is myth and some stuff is parable. Uh, the parables of Jesus in the Bible contain no less weight simply because they're stories he made up to illustrate a point. <laughs> So, could the story of Moses be simply made up to illustrate a point? Sure. Would it would it take take away at all from from the point? The point, i.e., the giving of the law, not at all. Right. So, is it literal? Is it symbolic? The whole point is that it it, it doesn't matter. Um, if uh, if well. I don't want to say that. I don't want to say that it doesn't matter because I, I do believe it does matter. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's 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 something that uh, I guess you're gonna say. Take it by faith. Well, see, right? that's that's as the much thing. as I don't want to come to that conclusion of oh, it's just something we have to accept by faith because I'm not that not, not that type of person. Like I want I want facts. I want solid knowledge. Because I still, think we all are, and I think we're almost ruined by that. And maybe this is a cliche thing to say, but to me. Because even if you if you mention in passing to Joe Blow, right, mm -hmm. you know, at work or school or whatever, you know, that you believe in the Bible or that you've read the Bible even, you know, it's like, well, you know, like, no, that's true, right? Like, yeah. And, and it's like, why is that instantly our, no one does that with another book on this planet. Oh, they. I mean, in 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 that way, though, like somebody doesn't say, mm -hmm. "Oh, they read the Quran," and you're like, "Oh, well, you, you you know, none of that happened, right?" Yeah. No, you you just oh well, that's 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 their belief and they have faith and good for them. Yeah. Same thing with their, almost everything else. Like you 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 know, but but we're so almost like fact driven to to a fault or to you know, um, like well, we have to know and well, okay, so a worldwide flood scientifically, how did that happen and did it happen and I must know. Well, no, maybe, maybe you don't. Maybe, yeah. maybe the world was again the points of reference at that point. You know, mm -hmm. like uh, maybe, maybe that's just what it was. Yeah, maybe it just is what it is, and the story symbolically is is and 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 literally in 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 many ways is for you to just take as it is, and not and not say, well, how did the sun not set for a day? Yeah, or how did you know? Samson, you know, knocked down the pillars, or what's what's up with David and Goliath? Mm -hmm. uh, maybe, maybe maybe it just is, you know. I don't know. It, that that's almost the fault to me because as soon as you say, well, <laughs> they can't even prove Jesus was on Earth. <laughs> well, I'll, okay, maybe they can't. I don't. I don't. That's not. I'm not concerned with that. Well, there is no proof that Jesus was a historical person. There's a lot of evidence. Well, I don't want to say a lot. There's there's some evidence. Uh, you have a lot of first century writers who talk about. A lot of Roman historians who talk about Jesus and talk about you know yeah. they don't mention him by name, but they do mention the, the the dissenting teacher in 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 Jerusalem who's causing all these problems, and then they're like, yeah, the problem was solved. Um, so hey, maybe it could be somebody else, but but see, I, I think maybe that's part of the part of the part of the uh, the beauty of the myth the mythos of uh, of the Bible is that it's not something that. Uh, you that can has concrete an say that yeah. oh yeah this is absolutely completely um verifiable yeah 
And when I think too much of the Western church, at least in my experience, is is relying, and they'll never say this, like it's not a prideful thing or a, a vengeful thing, but I think subconsciously almost the mindset is that, well, one day everybody will see that I was right. Yeah. And it's like, well, n- no, maybe they'll die or you'll die. Mm-hmm. And, and they won't ever know that you were right because the the trumpet blasted and the sky split, right? Yeah. Maybe they will, but maybe they won't. And may, and maybe maybe you shouldn't live for that or even that idea. Maybe you should live for reaching the lost and teaching the save and and building the kingdom of heaven, mm-hmm. right? Because because it doesn't it doesn't matter, you know. And 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 almost um almost more of a well, those who are going to reject it are going to reject it. Mm-hmm. Maybe they'll accept it from somebody else or whatever. And like, I don't, it's not, I don't know, this soul winning is like this, like, that idea of like soul winning and like, like goals and of like, you know, 13 souls are the one that's, well, you know, I don't know. Yeah. Where they really want, did you really, if, 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 even if you buy into the idea of a soul, excuse me, and a, and a, and a metaphysical being that is attached to each person, right? Or, mm-hmm. or is a part of you, like, can you can you really win a soul by a conversation? Yeah. Like, could I if the if the whole idea of a soul and and a metaphysical, undying right eternal part of you and who you are exist? If that idea exists, can I really knock on your door and and somehow convert it into something else in a fifteen minute conversation? Yeah. Like, can I really? Yeah. Maybe I can. But but maybe well, remember, there's maybe there's just, so much more to that. These are just metaphors that I don't know. that people no. have have come up with to simplify things and make make the message of the gospel more palatable right. to to everyone. Um, but we we have to be careful not to base any of our theology or our beliefs in those metaphors. So instead of instead of understanding the root of evangelism and how it's presented in scripture. We say winning souls, and we 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 construct our our theology and our our ideas about what Christianity is around metaphors and around examples and around sim- the the message simplified. Um, the message is already simple, um, and then gets more complex as you go along. But but there is no uh, you should not base base your theology in 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 memes. And the soul winning thing is a meme. It's a couple hundred years old, but it's still a meme. Yeah. Um. You know. Uh. So it's 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 a soundbite that that's that's takes incredibly complex ideas and theologies and doctrines and simplifies them to a point where the doc the theology and the doctrine is almost gone. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then people take those sound bites and they they cr- they construct their worldview and their Christianity and their religious experience around a meme. And that's never a good thing to do. It's great to be so that you can understand the concept, but you still need to go back and understand the underlying themes of the concept. Once you have a grasp of what the concept is, expand on that. You know, don't don't just stay there in the um in the meme, right? I don't know. Um yeah, is is uh is heaven a real place? Um so um you know how Jesus says my kingdom is not of this world? Yeah. So what is what I've been thinking about that a lot the world of the election. The world, what does that mean? It it means the physical, the 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 
taste, touch, well, see, five senses, that world. It also means the spiritual, the, the things you can't, the the things you can't see. It it's it's my kingdom is not of this reality. It's not of the created universe as it is now. That's what he's saying. He's not saying that my kingdom is 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 symbolic. He's not saying that my kingdom is literal. He's he's saying that my kingdom is not here or now. It's it's not it's something that's completely different from the nature of of reality, both physical and spiritual reality. It's something completely different, completely new. It's uh it's 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 completely alien to this existence. That's and the all kingdom of our to points come. of reference. And all of our points of reference. That's the kingdom to come. So so trying to understand the nature of the afterlife is is like trying to teach a calculus to a spider. It's not going to work. Yeah. Like the 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 ideas that we have about heaven and hell now are are given to us to to make us understand the con the concept and be able to to wrap our minds around it. But it's not something which is not necessarily bad. No, it's not. It's a yeah. good thing. Yeah. But it's not something that we can ever understand. Because it's completely outside of this universe, it's completely outside of our nature of reality, and any points of reference that we have. Behold, I do a new thing, right? Right. It's completely new. Completely new. So new that we can't even make any parallels or draw any comparisons to anything in this universe, or in this reality, of what that thing might be. That new thing. Uh, so, so I think that's the nature of heaven. It's something that of heaven and, and the afterlife and the the kingdom uh, to come. It's it's something that's completely foreign and unrelatable to us. So the best we can do is saying, "Oh, it's a streets of gold paradise," yeah, or it's a lake of fire. And I mean, we talked about the whole the whole thing about Shio, uh, about the grave, about about death, Jesus yeah. making references to to death in a way that that. People then could understand Shio being the refuse pile outside of town, right? Right. Um. So he's he's you know I don't know he's uh he's working within the context that he has there and the frame of of reference that he has there with those people and us in the future to uh to help us understand enough so that we can we can uh we can make it there. Um. Like like I've said before, it's the afterlife is like Reaper Cheap at the end of the last battle. It's further up and further in. It's it's like an onion in reverse. There's always another layer, but the layer on the inside is bigger than the layer you just got out of. It's a new mystery, a new thing, a new adventure. Um Yeah. Yeah. I tend to agree. Hence, hence uh, this is sort of the line of logic that I took uh, uh, on the last episode that we did, not last week's, but the last episode that we did uh, with with the whole demons thing. Because you know? mm-hmm. I never would have, uh, I never would have gone down that road intellectually speaking, uh, had it not been for for. Um, well, I say what this show's taught me, but with what you've taught me, I guess, um, in terms of of thinking about things and stuff like that. So. It's funny. I listened to it with my wife, and she's like, "She's like, maybe you should ask." And that's that's what caused me to text you. Like, I guess mm-hmm. it was the next day or something, because she's like, "Maybe you should ask if he wants you to take it down." Because she's like, "That sounds pretty harsh." Like you, you it was you, pretty you, personal, you, but it you wasn't... kind of blasted him. And I'm like, 
well, I really didn't intend to. And and I think he, I was like, you know, I was talking to her and I was like, I think he knew that. I like, know. No, I do. You know, I mean, uh, I mean, if I want to you, blast you, it'll be for being fat. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you didn't say anything that wasn't true. Um, well. And it was, it was, the the conflict came because it was a harsh truth I didn't want to, I didn't want to confront about myself. Well, and I had been, I've been pushing away. And the point is, outside of any concept, again, talking about points of reference of, of alcoholics or whatever, like, that doesn't, I mean, I, there for, for a period of my life, now even, for a period of my life, you know, and I called you last time this happened. A very personal uh, time, you know. For a period of my life, it was like, well, like once a year, I, I I do this and get stupid, and that's that's the exact same behavior. Yeah, like it doesn't it doesn't mean, you know, because I think in, in I think we we associate the word alcoholic with like, oh yeah, he comes home at night and beats the wife and kids and drinks himself to sleep. Yeah, right. And that's yes, that's alcoholic, but that doesn't mean. That doesn't mean that people that get drunk or are or, or people that are doing that are oh well they're totally above the board and you know, yeah of course there's there's no why would that be an issue like well, I think I think if you do it at all no there's substance like there's I think maybe there's something that is maybe not not clicking all the way whether in a metaphysical like a spiritual relationship type context or or what have you you know. And if if anything, I'd like to make that more clear in the sense that I wasn't like Matt, you 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 bad man who drinks. Like, oh yeah, I know. It's I know. it's no, that's that's what we do down here. Yeah, with television, with alcohol, with weed, with crack, with sex, with music. Yeah, you know, I I think you're we're all just searching for you know a, a little bit more of that. Just I'm a little bit closer. I'm a little bit. I'm, I I feel better here. Yeah, whatever that here is, and that doesn't that doesn't make it. Right, just because you're not beating the kids yeah, or whatever. Yeah, it, it, well, it doesn't matter what the addiction is to, or and it doesn't matter how deep the addiction is, whether or not you know you drink once a month or well, it's, again, drink I, every I think it's single day. Fulfillment. You're just like, oh, it's it's. I feel better when I watch ten hours of TV. It's the compulsion well. <laughs> that 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 keeps you from uh, from confronting something in your life, and and yeah, for me, it's 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 the when I drink. You know, it's the ha- the fact that I oh I have to drink ten beers. No, yeah. I you know I have to drink the entire bottle of rum <laughs> instead of just you know drink a third of it and I've got a decent buzz on and I f- you know it's right. fun. But no, I have to I have to have the fifth and the sixth and the seventh rum and coke. You know, and then get you know get completely trippy. Yeah, you know, it's it's that it's that not stopping. Yeah. No, I think that goes for everything yeah. too. It's but the see, it's the self control thing that I have issues with too. You know, well, everybody. Well, I I do I you know I do too. I I'm I'm a binger. You know, like I said, like stuff. I mean, my thing, like I'll I'll get on like Reddit or something or Facebook even face Facebook and it's the dumbest stuff. And I'll I'll, I'll be like, oh, I I need to go to bed because I got to get up. And I'll lay down. I'm, I'm in bed mm-hmm. and start scrolling. And by God, two hours later, I'm like, oh yeah. About that getting to bed thing, mm-hmm. like that's because because for some in whatever way I, I feel better doing that. Yeah. Then I don't know. And then you're like, okay, I have to I have to go to bed. So you turn your phone off and you put it next to you, and then 30 seconds later you're like, you know what? I'll just check Reddit till I f- feel sleepy. Yeah. And then you know yeah. it's another 45 minutes gone by. Anyhow, some good thoughts given there. Yeah. Good stuff. I uh, got to hear about Matt's camping trip. Got to. Talk a little bit about the meme lord. Um, 
Oh man, it really is. It really is the fact that that everybody's duped by it. It's not. It's not anything you said or done. I can find more stupid people on the internet that have said far dumber things. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. That is not what I'm offended by. I'm offended by. Well, well, we must. We must do it, Matt. We yeah, must. I, I can't stand that mindset. Same thing for the Hillary folks. Like. Yeah, she's not the you know, but yeah, I'm not gonna vote for Donald Trump. Yeah. Well, if, what's it, <laughs> anyhow, so I thought I'd leave. I think you'll instantly recognize this song. Uh, I know for, this is from the year 2000, Matt. You realize this is 16 the year years 2000, old. In the year 2000, 16 years old. This song is. I think you'll instantly recognize it. We'll just go out on it. We might not play the whole thing, um, but. Uh, I didn't really hear it growing up. I heard it probably after it was released. I heard it maybe oh six oh seven. Usually people people hear hear and see things after they're released. Well, not a whole, not too many people see them before. Yeah. Uh, most well, mostly well, exposure comes after it's the pedophile rings, it's, the, the pedophile rings and yeah. then you get to see it beforehand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I think you'll recognize it. We can just kind of leave it on that and and uh, thanks thanks for hanging out with us and giving it and giving that some thought. Oh yeah, isn't that good? Oh. Man, so That's many, good stuff, isn't so it? many, uh, so many nights at Great Skate with the church group. Really, this song comes on. Do the church music thing? Oh yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah. Oh man. <laughs> the lyrics really are unbeatable too. That's the dance they do it in it. Really, in the music video. Yeah, they're just like, oh. Well, thanks for listening, everybody out there in Christmas, Christmas Music Land. The truth is in the proof is when you hear your heart start asking what's my motivation. And tries you made that isn't a way to explain the kind of change that I make an Eskimo
Make them wish that they were not On the outside looking boy Shine, let it shine before all men Let them see good works in them Let them glorify the Lord This has been a production of Tripod Broadcasting.